Sweet as Honey, the podcast. Hey, honeybees. Welcome back to another episode of the Sweet as Honey podcast. Sweet as Honey, the podcast. And Edison is here. Clearly. So, babe, explain to them why you were laughing. I just tried to trap Anderson into doing the intro. And I just sat here and looked at them for like a minute and they would say nothing. And I said, oh, so you're just not going to say it. You're just not going to say anything. And they were like, no, I'm never going to start the podcast. I have tried to do it in the past and it always comes out weird and you get frustrated and do it anyway. So I will never do it ever. Ever. So I just, we just stared at each other because I wasn't going to give in. And I, oh, that was so funny. So then you just burst out in laughter and I was like, no, I've learned my lesson. You We're just, good. Like, just weird. <laughs> Cognitive behavioral therapy in, in play. Oh, damn. No, thank you. Oh, good job on that self-awareness. And that was funny. I, I needed that laugh, babe. That was hysterical. I'm so glad that we could uh, start that off for you that way. <laughs> I miss having the time where we podcast together. Yeah, me too. On the rig. Yeah, I know. So hopefully we can get back into that now that my schedule is starting to become a little bit more regular again. Mm-hmm. I'll be glad to do that. Yeah. I enjoy it. I miss it too. You do? Do you do you miss podcasting? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Um I I could the podcast part is great, but it's really just you and I just have this is like the ultimate <clears throat> quality time for you, I feel like, because I get to keep you in a room where you can't use any devices and you don't have a choice but to look at me and have a conversation with me. Um you could have said it more nicely, but yes, that's Dungeon. That's kind of the it, Yes, the extent of it. It's the same reasons why you and I both enjoy hikes together is because we're not using our devices like we're genuinely connecting and just experiencing the space around us. Oh, I feel naked without my glasses on. Mm. Yeah, I don't know who this is that showed up, but they want to wear shades inside. Oh, whichever personality. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, which pronouns do I need to use for you right now? We'll see. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, cool. <laughs> um... Hi, honey, Cam. Hello. What are you doing? You giving yourself a little hug? No, I uh, was readjusting myself in this chair and I pushed up on the arms and both my shoulders popped at the same time and it was a terrible sensation because it like, I won't explain. Just know that it didn't feel great. Weird, freaky, hollow feeling. Yeah, where it like Mm -hmm. vibrates down all your bones. See? My tummy is like flopping around right now. <laughs> Ooh, wow, wow. Uh, that's how mine feel, felt before we did our uh, zip lining in Costa Rica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel when I encounter an <clears throat> energy that I have no business being around. Like sometimes mm. like being near people or hearing about them will make me feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I am just like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. That's not great. If you feel like that, you should run away probably. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah. Yeah. How have things been going for you, babe? Oh, things have been going. Yeah? Um, yeah. Okay. They've been going. I'm still having kind of a time. Mm-hmm. But I'm enjoying my new therapist. Okay. <clears throat> That's going really well for now. We'll see if anything changes 
um, in time or if I start to notice that it's just not helpful, mm-hmm. I'm noticing like I'm a really good like pupil. You know okay. what I mean? Like I'm a good I go and I tend to like impress the people that I like the professionals that I see because they're like, oh, you're so self-aware and mm-hmm. you have really high emotional intelligence. And I'm just like, yes, but I am not here to talk about how emotionally aware or intelligent I am. I want to talk about the trauma that caused that. Right. Because that comes from the fact that I was parentified as a child. It comes from, you know, having to grow up sooner because of boundaries with the adults that were in my or, you know, the people responsible for my care, because part of that time they were not adults. Right. Um, in any sense or capacity or legal terms (laughs) yeah um so yeah like I don't want them to get too caught up in that because I'm just like that's not the work but I need help with like bridging things together and handling the way that those things manifest in my life now Mm -hmm. because you're you've always had to self-regulate oh yeah so that helps with the self-awareness you already know you know what personality issues you have going in like you are the most self-aware person i've ever met so i don't know yeah uh but i understand you wanting to fill in those blanks so that you understand why you got to that place in the first first place exactly and even being able to re-experience some of your childhood Mm -hmm. um i think would be a good immersive experience and the validation of right. that, because when you grow up in certain situations and kind of your growth is skewed because mm-hmm. of your environment, um, there's things that like I miss out on. There's things that I don't trust in myself because I was led to believe things in one way. Mm. So decision making in certain aspects are difficult for me, um, not about being decisive, but the weight of decisions, especially when they are decisions that people won't agree with or feel warm and fuzzy about or whatever. And then just doing things in an unconventional way, Mm -hmm. which I know coming from me sounds really weird, but I did grow up with like the people responsible for my care. My guardians were trying to have as conventional a life as possible where like it wasn't, you know, like they wanted to, they kept trying so often and, you know, it just didn't work out. And I was like, maybe this just isn't a good fit for you guys. But, you know, just trying to have like a normal life. They wanted like two kids not too far apart and they got a boy and a girl and, you know, they were trying to like purchase a home and they, Mm -hmm. when they moved, you know, they always considered the schools that we went to Mm. and like, um, you know, they tried to work on their marriage and they got married young because they had kids and thought that they were following along this line. There would be times where we would be in church every Sunday and then there would be months or years where we didn't go to church mm-hmm. at all or um, whatever. But, you know, quote unquote, God was always a part of the fabric of my being and things like that. So there's a lot of things that I've learned and a lot of behaviors that I've learned and a lot of things that I've been brought up to believe even though the people who taught me to believe those things did not necessarily believe those things themselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, (laughs) Hmm. it's just like, I'm just like, let's go back, back to the beginning. (laughs) Oh, but for real. Yeah. And I did like, literally like I wrote down my therapy objectives when I started, because right now I'll be like, I'm three appointments into. Oh, that's my timer y'all. Um, that's, I'm three, three appointments into like a series of like eight 
total um for right now and then we'll kind of like adjust frequency or if I decide something else whatever like well we're going for a couple session on Wednesday Mm -hmm. you know because she does both things so you know we'll just use that to our advantage and if I need an individual or if one thing or another individual work or our work as a unit is what needs to be prioritized at Mm -hmm. the time will kind of be what I how I schedule that time or how we structure that time around that um so yeah, the TLDR of that is, I got you. Um, I'm not trying to, I don't always want to impress. Like, I don't want them to get so stuck on, oh my gosh, you're so this mm-hmm. and you're so that now. And I'm just like, I understand that because I have healed in the ways that I know how, but there are things that I don't understand. Like abuse dynamics or something that we mm-hmm. all, I think need to reckon with because I feel like in some way, parents of a certain age, a generation, you know, certain generation, um, we didn't have, you know, and all of the, <laughs> you know, generations who precede them, obviously they're not healed. You know, like our generation, I feel like millennials, Gen X, well, not Gen X, Gen Z, like we're the healing generation. Like we're concerned about each other. We're concerned about raising our children. We're concerned about these social issues in a way that we haven't really seen be super mainstream with our parents, grandparents, great grandparents, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're all kind of recovering from something. So understanding the difference between like intentional abuse versus unintentional abuse. Sometimes we've been abused because the people who took care of us are traumatized. It doesn't mean that they're abusing us on purpose, but that also doesn't mean that the intent makes it not abusive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So going to figure those things out. So I'm just like, yes, 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 emotional awareness. But let's talk about <laughs> the things that we need to talk about. Because like, yes, these are great things. They're helpful tools. But also it's hard because you live in a world where everybody doesn't function that way. That's not how everybody else's shit manifested in them. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want them to get too like focused. I'm like, Oh, you're do, you do such a good job and you always do what I ask you to do. I'm just like, yes, but like, let's focus on like the healing aspect. We don't need to spend too much time talking about this. Like, let's talk about the things that actually need addressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just something that I always notice. It always sticks out to me. Have you ever considered doing um, like a hypnosis therapy type stuff to try to fill in some of the blanks of your childhood? Oh my gosh, I have. I've considered it, yeah. What are your thoughts? Okay, so you know how like I'm not super... I'm an adventurous person, but like to an extent. Controlled adventure. Controlled adventure where the safety measures and positive outcomes have got to overwhelmingly outweigh the negative. Yep. So like, I'm probably not going to skydive. Correct. But ziplining felt like a safe activity to do. Still some risk, but I could survive falling out of, you know, off a zipline. I could not survive a failed parachute. Right. Not opening. Okay. So, um... But, like, when it comes to, like, psychology, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm open. Like, that is where, like, I'm, like, kinky about the things that, like, I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm open to, like, anything. Anything to access more parts of my brain. I would love to do um, some... (laughs) 
I would like to use psychedelics. I don't know what I was trying to make happen, but would love to use psychedelics um, for some healing, like micro dosing, just controlled trips to help to bridge some of those gaps. Hypnosis, um, like there's different types of like touch therapy that you can do that has to do with like tapping. You can do like light therapy. I mean, Mm. like there's so many, like if we could figure out how to manipulate it and not have to pay a ton for it, hook electrodes up to my brain and like give me like a scan like do all of the things like I think that it's you can never know enough you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um and yeah I would be open to lots of different experiences yeah that uh that microdosing Mm -hmm. or what is it psychosis therapy psych psychosement it's something Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of it but yeah yeah, um, the first practice opened up here, and like I've been reading into it a lot, and I was like, oh, this seems pretty cool. Uh, not sure that I'm ready to experience that yet or pay the money for that yet. I like, I want to have, I want to read more about it to see all of the ins and outs. But I would definitely be interested in both of those, and I think both of those would really help you unlock a lot of things just because of the way that your brain works in general, like. Mm-hmm. When you uh, smoke Delta 8 or eat a Delta 8 gummy, like the creative side of your brain that comes out and like all it unlocks everything. So like you don't think inside of a box to begin with. Mm -hmm. So like yours is kind of like a shape that just morphs throughout. Like an amoeba. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And this really just makes that amoeba even larger to where like you aren't constrained by any of societal expectations or thought processes or any outside factors, really. The use of cannabis really makes me feel as close to being a being outside of a body. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not thinking about the worldly aspect of things. I'm not thinking about politics i'm not thinking about laws i'm not thinking about rules i'm not thinking about norms or anything i'm just thinking about us as like little spirits Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what makes our spirits feel good yeah when we interact with other spirits yeah so you see just like more auras and and energies Mm -hmm. versus yeah that type of humans like Mm -hmm. i see the inside i don't see like your suit like i see your soul like i see your essence Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's weird but yeah Hmm. I also feel colors. Mm-hmm. I know that I have explained that to you and one other person, but like, so how people can like see aura, I feel like I can feel it and I can feel that in like a color. Cause like, I even like try to see it. Like mm-hmm. I'll look, you know, I'm just like, I know what I feel, but do I see that? Hmm. And I'm not sure that I see it, but I can feel it. So if somebody's aura feels like really purpley or Mm -hmm. like really yellow or orange, pink, I can always feel pink. I can always, you know, quote unquote, see it pink all the time. Oh, my gosh. Um, Can you see mine today? Yeah. What what color is it today? It's like. Like a turquoisey, greeny. My brain instantly, when I asked myself, what color am I today, said green. Mm-hmm. So, And it was fluctuating between a sage. And then I was like, nah, more, a little bit more dark. It, yeah. A little bit more dark, deep. It's not like dark, a deeper, deep. but it's bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not dull. Mm-hmm. It's not as bright as it can be, but it's, it's bright. Like mm-hmm. it's good. Like it has the potential to grow mm-hmm. more. 
Um, but it's not as dull and mm-hmm. muted as it's been. But yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah. It's some things that like, I just will never be able to put into words to accurately describe what I'm feeling. And that's very yeah. frustrating. So I know sometimes it seems super bizarre when I try to communicate because words can only do so much. <laughs> For the most part, I feel like. For me, you mm-hmm. do a, a pretty good job of being able to explain yeah. or like if it just doesn't click, you have a way to, you understand the way that my brain works to to yeah. make it fit yeah. that way. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, what's it called when you can see colors? There's like a specific term and a lot of like super genius musicians had this as well. Synesthesia? Yes, synesthesia. So what is it called when you can feel it? Because that's what you have. I was or supposed when you to Google can, this a week ago. You know, so I don't know. I was just thinking about that and was like, I wonder if it's if it has its own term as well. Or like technically technically isn't that seeing it? No, not seeing. It would be more auditory. Even. Okay, so synesthesia is just an ano- an yes an anonymous <laughs> an anomalous blending of the senses in which the simulation of one modality simultaneously produces sensation in a different modality, i.e., hearing colors, mm. feeling sounds, oh. tasting shapes. Okay. Um, I don't really have any shape stuff, but definitely colors. Yeah. Um. And it's like a feeling thing. Like mm-hmm. when I play music, you can always hear the difference between like me just tinkering around and me if I've used cannabis. Like it it sounds mm-hmm. completely different. <laughs> um, yeah, your tone is brighter. Mm-hmm. It's more fluid. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I'm just I'm not think I, I don't really have to think about it. I can remember progressions easier. I remember shapes easier. It's easier to form shapes. Bar chords are easier. I don't, it's like my hands are dancing mm-hmm. versus like I'm in my head instead of in my body when I'm playing. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, I don't know. It's weird. It's just, it just like, it's like a little light switch that yeah. I can manipulate. And I figured out how to make that work for no. the activities that I do. I get it. You <clears> even <throat> sound different. Like when I'm present next to you versus if I can, if I'm just in another room and still could technically hear you Mm -hmm. um i tend to make you nervous you do even because and i understand why but i'm never judging like i'm all i'm always just so impressed with your (laughs) musical ability in general um and i always have been so Mm -hmm. i really just genuinely enjoy listening to you play and i like watching your hands because just as a musician I always watch people's hands period and it's never judging like I just want to watch the way that your hand um you know shapes chords no like interacts with the instrument and the Mm. way that you look and the fluidity of your movements and um just the way that your fingers move in accordance with the what you hear yeah and then like it all just blends together and that's that's the art of it is mm-hmm. is get, being able to see it and hear it mm-hmm. that's that's the cool yeah. part yeah so yeah especially if i've had a gummy with you of delta eight i want to i just want to sit and watch you for a little bit just because like i could watch all day like our uh, my favorite pianist john mclaughlin mm-hmm. uh, i could watch him play piano all day just 
I just love the way that he interacts with the keyboard mm-hmm. and the tone that it creates. Mm-hmm. And my fingers, especially, they just don't operate in the way that his do so seamlessly. Like, I have to try hard. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't feel like you or he does. Oh, that's such a sweet compliment. Yeah. And if, don't get me wrong, like, there, that was the end of that compliment. That wasn't me being like, but, no. Uh, I can still, if I can get out of my own head similarly to you, I can produce similar tones, mm-hmm. but I have to be like, have been playing for like an hour or more at this point to where I can finally just loosen the fuck up mm-hmm. <laughs> to be able to do that. And then like it's cool stuff that comes out of that. But until I get to that moment and for now, God, and it's been this way for as long as I can remember, I don't ever allow myself to get to that moment because it takes so long. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely dislike so much of what's happening in that first part that it makes me not want to continue to play. Mm-hmm. And then so I just don't. Because mm-hmm. it takes so long to get to that joyful moment that to me it wasn't worth the effort put in. Because mm-hmm. it takes too long. You want to play guitar lessons with me? Um, maybe. You're like, no, they're like, no. And meanwhile, I'm like, how can I make sure I have enough time to hike, water my plants, play my guitar, write, (laughs) journal? And like, no wonder so many, you know, (laughs) adults our age or with children's identity is wrapped up in their children. They don't have time for fucking anything else. They don't have time for themselves. Exactly. They don't know who they are outside of their parental roles a lot of the time and i think that it's really well i know that it's really hard to to separate yourself from that because it does become your day-to-day so you really have to make an effort and shit Mm -hmm. like kids that's a lot of resources that's time that's energy that's hella money yep so much money yep so and more money like, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you in therapy or making sure they got therapy if they right. need it and they're, all them niggas got to have insurance. That's too much. Yeah. So like thinking about that and like just the time that I have outside of work too. Like I, I get it. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> you know, it takes so much energy to be able to maintain your identity. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just have to give up parts of it and you're, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Like so one who of knows? Those speculative things that you don't really know, <clears throat> but you can kind of surmise. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't remember exactly like what made me. I don't know. Anyway, it's so interesting because we all do this, right? Like we always have like our friends are part of a couple, or like our cousins, or just our our colleagues, coworkers, people we know on Facebook, whatever. Like everybody who is like in a relationship, we're always curious about what everybody might not be. But I, as a person who is like always feeling shit with other people, I'm just like, what is your environment like when you go home? What is this like? What do you do? What is, like, I want to know the things. So you want to experience, like be able to know what their experience is. Like you want to be inside of of their human skin so that you could know what their life experience is like. That is not what I, that's not what I was getting to, but yes. Um, what I was getting to was 
wondering what someone else's experience is like that they don't showcase. So the things that they may, people always post something on social media and that's not always the full picture, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's tilted one way where things are way better than they are on social media, but they don't ever post about anything or that things look really, really great on social media Mm. and it's not necessarily that way. And just how interesting that is because like, we'll never know. (laughs) You will literally, no matter how much, like unless you are a fucking creep and you install audio visual equipment into somebody else's house into every room Mm -hmm. every nook and cranny you will never know and then even so if you're still living a life at all if you go to a bathroom for a sec for a moment if you sleep if you eat like you're still not going to know every single thing you cannot consume that much information about anybody else but you'll never know you'll never know like i'm sure that like everybody has got some idea of what somebody else's life is like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, my tummy is grumbly. <laughs> Got a grumbly in your tummy. Yeah. I feel like Pooh Bear. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like us, for example, and how mm. we've been like in this weird depressive state or whatever. And, you know, anytime anybody's ever trying to figure some you know there's always got to be like a big spooky reason for any shift any change if you're down it's got to be like oh i bet it's that spouse of theirs if you know somebody's just depressed it's got to be because like their marriage is ending or you know if somebody gains a whole lot of weight or loses a whole lot of weight or gets a hobby (laughs) you know we've always got to assign some bigger definition than just maybe they're just sad maybe they're just hungry (laughs) maybe there's a health thing maybe there's not a health thing maybe they like their body that way maybe their body is just being a body maybe any anything you know what I mean like you'll just never know but it's just interesting that we always want to assign something why do you think that is I don't know I think we as humans are so just curious in general and like we have to a lot of the times make things make sense for our brains mm-hmm. and like figure out puzzles. Like there are some people that have not desire, but the need to figure set to, you know, potentially figure things out. You know what I mean? Uh, they think that they've figured it out. They've tried to logic a reason why these things are happening. And then if you add their own narcissism into that play, and then narcissists are trying to make sure that they're viewed a certain way in society in general. Mm -hmm. So they're always just playing this strategic game of um, which person am I today? Which personality am I? What what facade needs to be put on? And And, who's the friend and who's the mm -hmm. enemy? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that... And then we are always trying to figure out just, well, what's their life like? Like, would 
I, do I want my life to be that way? Mm-hmm. Do I wish that mine was this way? I and didn't then you even play consider the uh-huh, comparison. And then you bring that. in social media and it's just put out comparison after one after another. And mm-hmm. so whether you realize you're doing it or not, subconsciously you are comparing yourself to every single thing that pops up on your feed. Mm-hmm. Um so everybody's telling you you need to be skinnier. Everybody's telling you that you need to be in love and that if you don't post these things, you're not actually in love, right? Is it Facebook official? I remember hearing that mm-hmm. in college and then like, you know, early 20s. Yeah. And like, unless you put it on Facebook, like it didn't, it meant you weren't serious, yeah. you know? And so like, I don't know. So I think that we've been conditioned mm-hmm. even more so with social media to always have those comparison things. Because even like, yeah. So there was my rabbit hole. There you go. <laughs> that wasn't even a rabbit hole. Like that was completely... <laughs> above the ground on topic it was okay yeah. good sometimes huh. i forget <laughs> i'd never even considered the aspect of like oh i want that or i think that i want that mm-hmm. or i'm being told that i want that that's interesting mm-hmm. i had never even considered that yeah you know because i'm just my own imperfect person and right. i'm just like you're being an asshole what is your problem <laughs> right and like how you are in social media is how you are in person yeah. period like you are the same no matter what yeah And I wonder why do people feel like they have to, like, why do we care? We're taught to. It's so weird. But like, I don't know. And maybe this just has to do with like, because my therapist just straight up told me that like the level of self-awareness that I had was like weird. She was like, you know, that this is like not normal. (laughs) And I was like, I do. And I do also understand that that, you know, affects, you know, (laughs) affects. Affects. Affect the way that I engage with other people. And that's facts. That is, it is facts. I spend a lot of time ruminating <laughs> over it. When y'all just be, y'all give me a sequence and then y'all throw in some information and it don't follow that sequence. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with the world? All of this has to be like, I'm like a, I'm like an accountant for action. It's weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Yeah, we were, I mean, we were just talking about, like, the, even the jealousy aspect of it. You, we could just quit. Just stop. (laughs) You could just, like, stop caring. Delete that shit from your phone. Delete it. You don't have to delete it forever. You delete the app from your phone for, like, a day or two a week. And then see what happens. Take a note in your body of how often you're wanting to open that app on your phone and it's not there. Don't give in to the urge to undo it. You can do it. You've done harder things. Right. If you're a parent, if you are the AFAB person who has given birth, um, yeah, you can definitely quit social media. Hello. If you are an AFAB person who has ever dealt with menstrual cramps, yeah, you can certainly put mm-hmm. that fucking phone down and not be on Instagram for a day. You can do it. There's plenty of days. You do harder things. Your body kicks your ass a week out of the month, if you're lucky, more if you are what is increasing increasingly more population more popular right now i'm waiting on you to say something else <laughs> i was listening to you say things and then you just stopped because you're you gave me a weird face <laughs> no my jaw itched i scratched it and then i thought i was making a noise into the microphone you gave me a weird face but anyway you can do you do harder things like have you been nice to a man ever that is so hard okay like you cannot be on instagram for a day 
<laughs> have you ever not bitch slapped a colleague who was being a cunt to you? Have you ever been talked over in a meeting or been ignored? You have done harder things. Just put it down. Just put it down. It only matters when we make it matter. It does not have just because it matters to the next person. It doesn't have to matter to you. That's why I don't I don't care about like social media. I, I don't care. I don't really post on it when I engage with it. Like I literally am just watching people like do their hair and do things to make me laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't need to compare my body to anybody else's. I don't have to buy everything that I see on social media. I know. Y'all go touch some grass. I know. And then like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't post on social media a whole lot. So then <laughs> do people take that for just like another sign of isolation? Like y'all, mm-hmm. I have closed my ranks so much lately that like it is it is just you, mm-hmm. honey. Like I'm like, mm-mm, we just going to stick with with my ride or die. Like, mm-mm. It's not even just me though. We've, we've got a very close circle. We but- have a very close circle of people on that a, one have hand proven <laughs> no, to yeah. us maybe two mnc yeah i maybe two hands for me yeah okay i was so, like yeah. yeah i mean at least six people exactly and that's that's it yeah. so like un- unless you're one of those six like you you don't get invited to the party um and by party i mean no there's no party we're all just texting um <laughs> from our own separate areas <laughs> So, (laughs) uh, with an occasional like two on two get together type of deal, that that's it. Or a one on one, or two on one, exactly. Like, and not in a sexual way. Stop making it weird. So, (laughs) I don't know. Like, we've just we monogamous. We've just closed those ranks, and so like I know for those people that aren't included in that. Like, they're trying to speculate on why I'm doing the things that I'm doing or why we are doing the things that we are doing. Why I ain't got no exes? Yeah, what's the reason behind this behavior? What the fuck do you mean? What's the reason behind you not answering my phone calls after 7 p.m.? Why do you... And and first of all, because I said so. Mm -hmm. I don't have to give any reason for this. Oh, Tell him, babe. It's my house. Oh, it's my body. It's Ooh. my time. Bloop. You are not entitled. And you paid a cell phone bill. You are not and entitled. And you pay your automobile. You are not entitled. Not entitled to access to me. Point blank. Period. So, and just the same way, I am not entitled access to anyone else. Mm-hmm. So, you can either respect that, or. You can be pushed further outside of those ranks. Where would you like to go? The choice is yours. The choice is yours. And then just the manipulation tactics and stuff to try to reel that back in. Ooh, Lord. With a T. I just, uh, (laughs) it's nuts. So I understand like the speculating side of that Mm -hmm. and have felt that myself before. And then now that, like, you know, the older that I get, the more I'm like, okay, I, I get why people do that. Mm-hmm. I get why right. why you protect that. I get why you stop doing this. I get why you do this. I get it. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But there's no need to speculate, period, unless I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. 
There's also not a need to speculate if you're never going to ask either. I mean, you just A lot of people just make a lot of assumptions, I noticed. Right? Just like a lot of assumptions, just in general. I I mean, even we have talked about assumptions before. Uh And I would be like, honey, you know, you... Maybe that's not. I was like, you just made an assumption, but you didn't ask me any questions. And you were like, you know what? I didn't ask you any questions. Let me rephrase that. Right. And it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy, especially if it's something that is a pattern. But it doesn't mean that this isn't something that something could be different oh, today. Oh, for sure. And then you add in, like, uh, if you've had <laughs> traumatic responses to that before mm-hmm. and you've got, uh, you know, still some dormant PTSD and thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And then you react in such a manner that you want to be proactive so that you can't have any reason for this person to be upset with you when in fact that's not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And like you are the safest person in my life, period. Hands oh, down, yeah, the most supportive, the most like you are the most of any category, period. And then for people to assume that, like, if you or I are depressed, that there's something wrong in our marriage, when in fact, like, our marriage is what is keeping us afloat in our lives. Right. Like, that's, this, like, that's the lifeboat. The marriage is the lifeboat, y'all. It's not another other person. That, I mean, if I was, <laughs> the, Lord have mercy, Mm-mm. the fact Mm-mm. that my depression would be worse, Mm-mm. I would probably need to be on med- uh, certainly a higher dosage of medication. Mm. Um, Ooh, nope, I don't, I don't want to be depressed about nobody else. I, I mean, we respect each other's boundaries. We can at least communicate what those boundaries are, what we need at a time, um, in a way that we don't really get outside and, you know, like outside of the, the six, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just, I could not imagine but yeah, I, I don't, it's crazy. And the extra crazy thing is when you try really hard because you know that's how people function to stay out of that. Mm-hmm. So then I really just get to sit back and giggle about it because I'm just like, I've done everything that I could to avoid this and it's still happening. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with me. It's not my problem. It doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. But I think that makes me giggle. Speaking of safety in our marriage. Mm-hmm. You remember when we had a conversation, this might have been like a year or so ago. We were talking about jealousy mm-hmm. and I'd, I'm not going to lie and be like, I remember exactly what I said in that episode, but I do know that like, I still would consider myself like a, a jealous person to certain extents, mm-hmm. but like also not at the same time. Yes. I would agree to both of those sentiments. Yeah. For myself as well. Yeah. So we were watching a show that you found called yeah. I Am Shauna Ray. Yeah. On TLC. And it's like a reality documentary type um, series. Um, and it was really, really cool. So it's about a 22 year old with a form of dwarfism caused by a malignant brain tumor that resulted in her aging stopping around the age of eight mm-hmm. um, where the tumor was in the back of her head apparently like affected her pituitary gland right. and the other glands associated just with her physical growth. Mm-hmm. So she didn't really go through like a puberty, like it kind of stopped before. 
Yeah, she didn't have enough growth hormones, and once you hit puberty, you're done growing. Yeah, so she was, like, not going to grow mm-hmm. any more past, you know, that yeah, so particular she's like stage of development. She's very small. Three foot ten, yeah. And it's really, really cool. I think if anybody wanted to check it out, we're several episodes in. And like so far, all I've done is like smile because (laughs) it's so wholesome the way that it is compared to like some of the fucked up stuff that you, I mean, TLC airs some like shit. It is a great place for like just garbage, melt and rot your brain. Voyeuristic shit shows. Just fucking terrible shit. Right. And if you've ever seen an episode of 90 Day Fiance, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But this was actually really, really sweet. I was kind of expecting some interesting dynamics considering her special circumstances Mm -hmm. and her family dynamic. But like they just seem like sweet people that are really concerned just about the well-being of this person with a disability. And she's young and she wants to do what young people do. So it just seemed like a really normal relationship between you know parents that give a shit and a 22 year old kid who's like still at home you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like a 22 year old woman but like a kid because just her age and maturity level and things like that that are of course going to be affected by this condition because of how she would have been socialized and brought up and everything so fascinating but there was a, there was like some scenes. I don't know how they managed to find like the hottest people, but like, and when A and I say hot, maybe we mean hot different than other people mean hot. But like, we are both super like attracted to just like sporty looking, like femme, femish, femish, like soft butch. Yeah, you know chicks that like work out and stuff so there was this one gorgeous trainer that they had and like they were like going to the gym because like the stepdad like wanted to get in shape and Shauna Ray was going to support him or whatever Mm -hmm. and they have a really close and wholesome relationship it's really sweet and they go over there to that trainer and I was like damn that trainer's legs though and so like after a while A and I both are just like looking at the TV being like okay cameraman pan out (laughs) right (laughs) because we wanted to like look she had a real like she had like really fit like like crossfit Mm -hmm. thighs and like you know, that was kind of her build, but she was just really nice to look at. She was really cute. And so I don't know, that just made me giggle. And then I had the thought, I was like, Hey, we should, (laughs) do we need to go get a gym membership? You know, we can go and like admire the pretty people that go to the gym and work out like from the ellipticals, like, you know, yeah, and I considered it for a second, and then I thought about actually having to go to the gym, and I said, "Oh, I'm, nah. n- I'm not ever." And we're go not going to gonna actually be those creepy people. We'll just do it from you know the TV instead. Yeah. So, uh, but it was a cool moment to have because there. I remember earlier on in our relationship, there were times when like you and I both were like, "Hey, it." doesn't feel quite right when you say that that actress or something is Mm -hmm. hot in front of me it doesn't make me feel good Mm -hmm. and so we both had to feel more just absolutely settled in our relationship to the like our foundation is set so tightly trust building exactly that's (laughs) that's what i was getting at with all 47 of my metaphors what what you mean by that what you trying to say i'm ugly because i don't look like her is that what you you know because like immediately you want to like compare 
Oh, absolutely, because it goes back to mm -hmm. comparison once again, and Mm -hmm. here we have come full circle. But it's like, nah, she is hot. Look at her. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, babe, you see what I see? And uh, there was the the girl that was checking, the woman that was checking them in at the desk at the gym, and they panned out, and like, so you could see her butt in those leggings, (laughs) and we said it at the same time. (laughs) That was funny. You were like, ooh, look at her butt, and I said, oh, her butt, though. (laughs) She had a really great butt. It was a really great butt. Yeah. It was a great butt. Like, so I would tell her, a... good good job on your butt. I wouldn't say that to her, but I would think it, like, great yeah. job on your butt. Are there any couples that you feel jealous of, like, their relationship ever? Yeah, me either. Like, I, I think about it. There are some that I just want to experience what their experience is like. Because I genuinely feel so happy for them in their marriage. Like, I can think of one, speci- one specific couple that we've talked about. Like, the oh, Care Bears? Yeah, they just yeah. look so happy and like... Oh, yeah. We had a conversation about that yesterday, too. I was like, if I did not genuinely... Like, if I was not happy in my marriage mm-hmm. and I was seeing their happiness, mm-hmm. I would like and knew that they were as happy as I know that they are. Right. I would be so jealous. I oh, would absolutely. literally feel so jealous instead of like the happiness yeah. and elation that I have. Like uh-huh. when I look at these people, it makes me want to fucking weep. Because... Like jealous and alone even. Like oh, I would feel God. like so hopelessly alone because th- I would never be able to find what they have. Mm-hmm. And like, so the fact that I do feel that way, I'm like, oh, I like, I don't feel that way at all. And I'm like, it's oh, like, it's like happiness. I'm so for happy them, for you. But also like empathy because you can Mm -hmm. embody what that is so Mm -hmm. like jealousy doesn't creep in i'm just genuinely happy for them like it makes me want to cry when i Mm -hmm. think about them and they've both been through some shit Mm -hmm. and it just makes me the happiest that these two people exist at the same time and are in the same place and take care of each other and love each other so well it's so it just makes me really happy. Absolutely. But also, I'm really happy that I have that, too, because I would be a real salty bitch if I was looking at that and I was like, mm, I want that someday, but I don't know if I'm going to have it or not. And maybe that's not mature child. Like, maybe that's not my emotional intelligence coming out. But I'm just t- I'm just being real and telling y'all how I feel and how I would feel would be salty and jealous <laughs> because they are so freaking cute. But I love them so much and I just want to, like, preserve them. I just want to. I just, I love them. I'm just making like a small gesture with my hands. Like I'm squeezing them. Mm, I just love them so much. Yeah, me too. Yeah. A lot. They're so precious. They really are. But also, y'all, we do be wondering, like, do people be looking at us and be like, are they faking it? No, I feel like like there are people at work that have straight up told me that they wished they had our relationship. Yeah. Or like they look up to us as a couple or like we're couple goals. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. And it feels some of my narcissistic, narcissistic supply. But at the same time, like how healthy of a jealousy is this? Mm-hmm. Like... Or not do, you, are, do, you, are, do you want to sleep with my wife? Are you... What are you trying to say? Uh, hmm. and then also like don't put us on a pedestal don't put us on a pedestal because we're still just human beings no we're human exactly. beings but also 
It was kind of a freak accident too. Oh god, like. we just it we got so lucky. Like it was truly the right time at the like right place at the right time. I and feel the, like you were in up. the right place at the right time. Because I feel like I was always in that space. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel like, well, who was in the right place at the right time? You. Or me? Um, I think both. Because you were open to looking at my profile because I kept, I was creeping on yours. Mm -hmm. I had looked at yours multiple times, which meant that I liked you. So I was in the right spot because I was online dating again and had just gotten back into that. Yeah. So I think that everything legitimately just lined up perfectly. And it legit was fate. Kismet the frog. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. yeah so i don't know like i don't like being put up on that like part of me enjoys the fact that like other people look up to me and then the other part is like don't fucking look at me and don't do that same and like even i think like to my professional environment the way i start off my new hire classes is saying like i'm hoping that this isn't the worst training class of your life but maybe like the second worst Mm -hmm. And so by the time the end of the week, like, and I come back to that full circle, and of course, it's not going to be the worst. So like, you know, it's, it's been a a better week than what they would have expected, regardless, Mm -hmm. because I want to set low expectations and deliver over under promise and over deliver. Yeah. In every aspect of my life. Yeah. I don't know. I just wonder, like, also, like, what is going on? What do you, what do people mean? And, you know, I'm always like, what do you actually mean when mm-hmm. you say that? When you say that somebody is your idol, when you say that somebody, like, when you seek is mentorship, when somebody is your, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Does that mean that they have, is it something that you're already working on within yourself that you wish that you had, or you wish that you were them in that respect? Or are they being hyperbolic or, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, what does that mean? Like, is it a mindset? Is it a spirituality? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, a talent? Is it something that's just unique to that person? Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out what that is. Like, what, what do people mean when they say that? So the same question about people who might make comments and stuff about like our marriage. And like, honestly, most people probably would enjoy our dynamic. But I think that, you know, people would be very frustrated with me for different reasons that they would be, you know, different people would be very frustrated with you. um, Because it's just not the right balance or whatever. But I wonder what's going on. Like, what, what do you need more of? What do you need less of? What do you would like? Do you need help with communication? Do you need help with expressing yourself? Is it just not a good match? Are you just used to this person because it's been X amount of years, but you're evolving and you've evolved in different places or your evolutions have stopped or slowed or stagnated in different areas? Like, what do you mean? 
when you say that? And what do you actually need for your specific dynamic? Exactly. Yeah. So. But usually they're not going to be asking themselves those questions. I know nobody is ever asking those questions because nobody is thinking about it that much. You're just like, "Mm, I wish that it was like what I think that's like. (laughs) Right. Right. I wish I had that. When reality, like the person who's saying, I wish I had that, like nine times out of 10, whatever they're projecting is not what it actually is either. So like, it's not what they want. So everybody's different. And like, we've got to have less comparison just across the board Mm -hmm. because you have to figure out you and you can't figure that out if you're constantly looking outward to, to like, we're not these mix and match pieces, right? Like we're not a Mr. Potato Head that has like this arm and this, you know, no, no, no. Like we are ourselves already to begin with and we just have to figure out what makes us light up, right? So which hobbies make you light up? Which, and so if we think of like we have all these internalized, almost like um like a light bright, you remember those? Bright, light, bright, beautiful light. Yeah. Beautiful pink just come to life. Of course I remember light, bright. Right. I was asking, <laughs> I guess, more our listeners than you. So, like, um, <laughs> you, you with your weird-ass memory, that neurodivergent memory that remembers every fucking thing ever. Uh, yes, I understand. That's everything not what ever I was talking sung. about. So, like, the light brights, right? Like, if you just put random-ass colors in random places, it doesn't make sense. But if you have this guide or you, when they work together, that's when it creates this uh, awesome picture and this cool picture in the dark. Like, it's like that. But if you don't have, you haven't done the work to understand what your hobbies are or what you like or what you don't like even... And figured out who you are as a person, the picture's not going to light up in the right way for others to see. Mm-hmm. Is this like also a trans non-binary thing? Because it kind of sounds like a trans non-binary thing to me. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Everybody can be a light bright. You a light bright, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the I was trying no I was reminiscing I was trying to remember my favorite picture guide or whatever for the light bright and which one I liked the most and I can't remember which one it is I just remember having one as a kid and playing with it a lot mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so much plastic mm. all of the plastic so much plastic <laughs> and that shit hurt when you step on it too yeah they were like stabby they look like the, like Christmas light bulbs they uh ugh just the plastic version. You're mm-hmm. not wrong. With that oh. little point. Man, I'm interested in doing some uh, childhood therapy action myself. It'd be interesting to to go back and try to maybe fill in some of those holes too. Because we have a, a tendency as humans to just really, especially in our childhood, remember the happier things. Because it's our brain's way of protecting us. And so I was thinking about even my own... Um, dislike of conflict and I was like where does this come from and I was like well is it the lack of yelling and I was like no that's not it we yell all the time uh, just in communication in general because <laughs> uh, my dad is deaf and refuses to wear his hearing aids and it's been that way for years <laughs> so then I was like okay well do I not remember the conflict because like 
during that time, I didn't feel safe because it was like my parents and my siblings yelling. And so I would just retreat into my own little la-la land in my room and play with whatever. And then, so all of these things are happening. And I know, like, conflict for you is also in a similar manner or remembering things from your childhood in that conflict in the way you remember that. So I don't know. It's interesting to just kind of go full circle and then go back to childhood and you think, oh, I had this great childhood and then start remembering things that you and don't And you're like, wait, that shit was fucked up, my guy. And you're like, okay, well, yeah, I had a great childhood in the sense of I came from a two-parent household, right? <gasps> oh, my gosh. And they were supportive. I have to share. But then share. we go back through what that actually means. Yes. So in doing my own work, mm-hmm. and I sent this to you the other day. Yeah. Um, So here is something that like kind of clicked for me a few days ago. And this is what I wrote. Um, We don't ever uh, need to minimize or diminish the other person's experience, i.e. I did the best that I could. What that means is you were a parent or a person who did not have the tools that you needed for parenthood or that relationship. The other person's experience is that they had a parent or a person who did not have the tools that they needed to be a parent or have a relationship with that person. So just because you weren't equipped, it goes back to kind of the intentional or like, you know, intentional versus unintentional abuse dynamics or things Mm -hmm. like that. We want to remember the good things. We remember that that happened, but it's also important to have, like, I feel for me, the validation of, yeah, like what you, what you feel is valid. What has happened to you as a result of this, it doesn't matter that the person's intention was not to do whatever. They did it. Mm -hmm. And this is the effect of that. Mm -hmm. And just don't let anybody manipulate you out of feeling your feelings because your feelings are valid. Your experience is valid. Their recollection of things and yours are going to be different. They just are. Our brains are going to shape these events differently for us. Or some of us get real good at lying to ourselves. So. Yeah. And then we get passive aggressive about stuff Mm -hmm. and, uh, use that as a defense mechanism Mm -hmm. so i get it It is a lot it is a lot being an adult is a lot but i am like one thing that is solid is our relationship Mm -hmm. and our respect and care for one another oh yeah and like our love in general like even if we say things the wrong way um or like have our miscommunications we always find our way back to each other and it's never uh, we never yell it's never like truly Mm -hmm. an argument we Mm -hmm. just talk it out and come to the conclusion like end up coming back together and being like oh okay well here we are and like it's the healthiest relationship I have period yeah or I've ever been in and so like platonically or romantically so which helps a lot with also supporting each other mm -hmm. through having healthy relationships outside of our marriage too Mm -hmm. because you know boundaries are healthy you have to have boundaries yeah with everybody we have to have boundaries with each other we need to have boundaries with ourselves and certainly with people you know at work Mm -hmm. you know with our parents and siblings and nibblings and all of the people you got to have boundaries you can't live a life without them Mm -hmm. you can't Mm mm-hmm 
And I already asked the honeybees about like what house are they in? Right. Well, like what, what room, room of the house of the house are you in another people's lives and where are they in your house? Mm-hmm. So I feel like probably a lot of us need to kick people out of our bedrooms, even though we didn't realize that they were just hanging out in there. Yeah, meanwhile, they've kicked you out of the bed. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm like, the fuck you mean I'm sleeping down here on the floor? It's cold. My back hurt. The fuck? This yeah. my house. Didn't uh, give you a blanket or nothing. No, nothing. Disrespectful. Drooling on my pillow. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm happy. I'm happy in our relationship. I'm good with that. Uh, we're working on things in these small digestible bites, so... I feel like we're doing a good job and we're headed in the right direction all together. Exactly. So mm. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too. Yeah. We're doing a good job. We may am doing a good job. Doing a good job. Beautiful. Oh, it's still going. Okay. Wow. You're going to have to dub this over to be like eight times longer. It would be so funny. And then just include include just my repetitive affirmations every few seconds. Oh, no. Not a I'm just chant. kidding, honeybees. I'm not going to. Y'all trying to get don't. a sweetest honey meditation chant going on, y'all. Uh, what was that? that show we were watching yesterday? And she just kept making weird. There was those weird vocalizations in the background. <laughs> I guess that was supposed to be some type of music in the background, but it was just like this random person being like, ah, in the background while these people were still talking and like it was dissonant. So it was two voices doing that. It, uh, I don't know. We was harmonizing. It was real dumb. It, it was, was like, so, Ooh. and then the other thing was, I don't know, a higher harmony than it, that. No, it was, it was the one I was just doing and the bass was what you were just yeah. doing. So it was just a, a, a little... A uh, little bit yeah. of dissonance there. It's not nice. Like, I don't really want to listen to that, but it still is technically harm. Anyway, it was extremely disconcerting. Because we started doing it at the same time, <laughs> because that's all we could hear. Like, why would you choose this to be background? It was killing Eve. For, yeah, background for such a pivotal even moment in the show. Killing Eve anymore. I don't even. <laughs> I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> it's more like Eve killing sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's not even Eve. It's Villanelle killing. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry. I don't. Because she ain't killing her. So she's like not killing Eve. So she's I killing can. killing her emotionally. Killing her softly with her narcissism and probably yeah. personality disorder oh. they're trying to figure out if she's a psychopath For but sure. maybe she's not spoiler uh, alert or maybe not because we don't know bow, 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 bow. that's all i got yeah no yeah Ew. so that's that's all i know about that okay <laughs> What uh? What's her name from Mad TV? <laughs> Miss Swan. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of Miss Swan and Alex Borstein, if nobody's watching the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, it's pretty cute. If you just sometimes have to cringe at the fact that most of the black characters that you're gonna see, they do have one black superstar, but most of the black people you're gonna see throughout the show are gonna be working. Subservient. They're usually waiters. There's so many waiters in that show. 
so many, so many waiters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like if you just don't think about that, it's it's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. But yeah, that's it. Thank you for podcasting me with. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for podcasting me with. <laughs> You're Thank welcome, you for podcasting <laughs> with me, Andy Kins. You're welcome. I love you very much. I love you. You're my little sweet, sweet honeycomb, and I love you so much. That's a great song. Honeybees, if you want to, you can keep in touch <laughs> on Instagram. But it's probably going to be a better plan if you just send me a text message to 205-202-0511. I will text you back. You can leave a voicemail if you want. <laughs> would you like it if i sent you one back she's gonna sing it like this so. that's better you can visit the website sweetesthoney.love and it's also our instagram handle i post about once every six months he's so annoyed <laughs> If we're listening to our podcast and this is what is happening, I'll be like, oh my God, let me skip through this. Mark episode is listening to. Damn, y'all gonna mark me as Playboy before y'all even hear us go, bye. That's fucked up. Bunny bees, that's jacked up. I'm just over here trying I'm to provide saying, y'all with some world class entertainment. I'm not saying they would. I'm saying I would. Babe, you're going to mark me as play. I would. Damn. At that point. <laughs> I'd be like, she's probably going to do this the rest of the time. And, <laughs> and Baby, had I not interrupted, <laughs> you would have for sure. Baby, that's cold blooded. <laughs> what you mean? I probably would have. I'm done. That was the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to sing the rest of it and be like, well, we'll talk to you later. And then start singing bye. And I would join in with a bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just going to sing those two things. I don't believe you. <laughs> I really was. Mm. This is where I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Only because you said that. Okay, bye. Bye.